opinionators. Uh, before we get into today's episode, we just wanted to pop on here and talk a little bit about the Blossom reunion on Call Me Cat uh, that aired on January 9th. So uh, today it's just me and Jen. Mm-hmm. What, Jen, what did you think? About the show or specifically the reunion? Well, okay. So I guess I should say that I watched the first season of Call Me Cat and Jen, you didn't. So we're kind of in the same situation we are with the regular Blossom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess just your your thoughts on the reunion. Um, because I, I don't think that this episode was a good representation of Call Me Cat as a show, <laughs> to be honest. Okay, so I'm going to say something that I know you're going to understand. Okay. Because we watch each other in a lot of stuff. We do. <laughs> and they looked like they had a lot of fun out there. Yep. <laughs> I think, I feel like we're on the same page. I was disappointed with this reunion. Okay, because this to me was, again, I haven't watched the show. I, I saw some previews and some clips. I'm like, this doesn't look like something I'm I'm particularly going to, to enjoy. Unless it's for nostalgia's sake, I don't really like the studio audience three camera. Right. I get very, I'm like, don't tell me when to laugh. I'll tell you when I'm going <laughs> to. Right. Right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. So that makes me feel better to know that this particular episode just also wasn't a good episode. Yeah. It kind of felt like the, cause there's a new showrunner this season too. Like they, mm. they don't have the same showrunner as last season. So it kind of felt like they wanted to wrap up the loose ends from the season one finale so that they could start on something new. So like there were no stakes in this episode, like everything just was like, Oh, okay. We're all happy. Like nothing happened. Right. Like it was just kind of wrapping up this weird love triangle from last season. Uh, Can I ask, is the script like the way they speak, is that consistent to how they talk? through the series because that's what I didn't like I thought the jokes were bad yeah I I felt like this episode too much exposition like it was basically like you know there was the bit with the like cat getting outside of like how could we forgot to tell him that the cat can't Mm -hmm. go outside so yeah I don't know it just it felt like it it didn't I don't know I will say there are a couple actors in this show that I know and love from other things. I know. <laughs> Cheyenne, Cheyenne Jackson, Cheyenne Jackson, you put him in the right amount of camp. Like he was the original lead in the musical Xanadu on Broadway, which is like crazy campy. And I absolutely love him in it. So you put him in the right campy script and he is just a delight. Leslie Jordan, don't even get out of here with Leslie Jordan. I feel like watching this episode, Leslie Jordan was the only one that understood the assignment. He's like, I'm the only one that knows how to properly say these words. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely, it definitely felt like just like wrap up the storyline as quickly as possible. So Mm -hmm. we can get onto the new thing, but the, the, the reunion, it's like the blossom reunion itself. They hyped it up, right? Like they had Mm -hmm. so much like advertising of this reunion. And then it was like nothing. Can I ask, what is the status of this show? Is It felt like the show isn't terribly popular. We've been no. given a second season. We better find a reason to make people watch it. Yeah, it wasn't very popular first okay. season. Um, I watched, Maya Bialik actually did a video on her YouTube channel because there was a lot of negative press, mostly because people didn't like the, um, trope is the wrong word, but the 
she talks to the camera. Like Mm -hmm. you saw that, that like, it's a thing that she talks to the camera and people didn't like that. Uh, It's based on a British, British sitcom. Okay. So I think some of the stuff gets lost in translation, but that was a big thing was the talking to the camera. They're like, this is weird. I don't get it. And it, it did seem in this episode, although the episode was not the greatest that the talking to the camera seemed a little bit less jarring. It was that part didn't bother me. Yeah. So I, they, they didn't get good press. Uh, yeah. So, and I mean, like I said, the showrunner's different this season too. So you wonder if there's something there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did kind of feel like we have to do something to get viewers. And then it was, mm-hmm. there was nothing like it was really nothing. And I, I don't know about you, but I felt really uncomfortable with Ryan Bialik's character being in love with Joey <laughs> because it's Blossom being in love with Joey. It, that part was super weird. And remember when we were talking about this before and kind of anticipating how they were going to talk around who these people were. So the way they do it is the actors are the act. Joey Lawrence is Joey Lawrence. Yeah. So the way they tried to explain this off is that first of all, Kat is just the worst type of fan you can be. Mm-hmm. She's just like awful and getting in their faces and being like, I know the whole dance. Can you dance? Like, and like groping Joey's butt and being like yeah. super, yeah, just the worst. Right. But the actors are themselves. So this was the weird metaverse thing that I was having an issue with when we were anticipating yeah. this. Yeah. So they're themselves who are very clearly in exactly the show we know as Blossom. Yeah. They don't say it, but it's very heavily implied. So I'm to believe that this show was Blossom, but Blossom was not Maya and Bialik because Maya and Bialik is cat. Yeah. Like it was too convoluted for what yeah. this show is. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I didn't, I don't know. It it felt weird to me that like having my Bialik's character be in love with Joey Lawrence, because there's that whole history of them playing siblings. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is weird. And then like they didn't do anything. They showed up at the beginning and they showed up at the end and there was mm-hmm. no like it wasn't tied into the plot of the actual episode at all. No, which I thought they might like you don't have to have them fully involved in the whole plot, but do the bookends and yeah. then have like, you know, the B plot where they're looking for the cat. Yeah. If they're around the cafe so much that week, have them looking. Yeah. For the like cat. It- it, they don't need to be in the A story. No, but it like if if Jenna had found the cat rather than that random customer, mm-hmm. that would have yeah. And but I did I did like Michael Stoyanov being like I oh I was the only like three dimensional character. Yes, remember because I love Tony. <laughs> I know, but I will say as someone who before this podcast never watched Blossom, you asked me who was in Blossom. I didn't know Tony was even a character. Yeah. He was. So now I understand totally underappreciated and wasn't hyped up for being the best character. So those jokes actually were amazing to me. That landed. Yeah. That landed to me. Everything else was like, eh, like the actors were acting it well enough for what they were given, I guess, except for Mayim, which acted it real bad. I feel, yeah, I feel like a better use of it would have been maybe not the season opener, but to have like the whole story be around this celebrity golf tournament that they're going to and like hijinks, mm-hmm. you know, sitcomy hijinks at the golf tournament with this, like, you know, the cat Uber fan. 
mm-hmm. you know, rather than just like having them sit in the cafe and say hi. It was so much you could tell it was a ratings gimmick, which yeah. was really disappointing because this is so many years in the making. And if mm-hmm. you're going to do it, like fucking do it, do it. Yeah. I, I said to my, so my mom watches call me cat too. So we, she's like, did you watch it? I'm like, yeah, we were talking about it. And I said to her, Joey didn't even say, well, <gasps> he didn't like, come on. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be that cheesy, just go for it, man. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. You know what? I, I'm glad that you also didn't like it. Cause I felt like I was being extra. No, cynical. it was, it was a letdown. It was definitely a letdown okay. and I'm really sad about it. So I guess we can only hope that like, there's a better reunion in the future, hopefully with Nick, hopefully not on this show. No, I would like to see, <laughs> did you watch the friends reunion? I did. Yes. I would like to see a friend style reunion with the Blossom cast. I don't think it'll happen because I don't think Blossom had the same cultural impact as friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's what I would be interested in in seeing. I would I, watch that. Yeah. I don't think they need to like reboot the series or try because the sitcoms today are very, very different from what they were in the 80s, early 90s. Like now they're all about hijinks. Um and I mean, some episodes of Blossom are like that, but not not the majority of them. That's not really what it's about. And the thing that made Blossom so special back in the day is just everyday stuff now. Yeah. Talking about pregnancy and drug addiction and all those things that at the time were like, whoa, they're getting yeah. the real issues. Like that's every episode now of television. Yeah. yeah. They're, like we can watch full on fake murder and we're like, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, everybody cares. Dramas got heavier and comedies got like way lighter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I would be interested in seeing like a friend style. Yes. Blossom reunion. That's, that's what I hope for. Maybe. Well, hopefully if nothing else, this opened the door. Like if they were all in the same room and said, oh, this was nice to see each other. Maybe, maybe if nothing else, the good it has done has opened the door to that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for, for taking a couple minutes to talk with me about this. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll get some other form of reunion that won't mm-hmm. be as much as a lot. I feel bad saying it's let down because I love like the actors and the show and stuff. And I don't want to be like what you made sucked, but like it wasn't. But you're wasn't, not a liar. It, well, it wasn't <laughs> what I was hoping for. It wasn't really yeah. what was like advertised. Um, and that's fair. I mean, that's that's the world we live in, right? Everything's mm-hmm. being spun to get to get viewers and attention. Clickbait. Um, yeah, clickbait. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, let us know what you thought of the reunion if you watched it. And uh, now we'll get into this, this week's episode. Can we wave awkwardly out of this segment like they do on the show? <laughs> We're waving. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And thank you for coming back to In My Opinionation, your bi-weekly Blossom Watch Through podcast. I am your host this week, Jen. I am here with Eric and Mallory, my very good friends, and hopefully yours too. How are you guys doing? Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was saying that the girls are having a tea party upstairs. So I went up there. I was like, oh, hello, everyone. Oh, this tea is delicious. <laughs> that is so cute. Eric's gone full Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's adorable. It's on the way, dear. (laughs) (laughs) We are here this week talking about season two, episode 15, Hot for Teacher. Ooh la la. Ew. What was that? (laughs) Yeah. You said things and then I didn't want to. I feel like we have some things to explore in this episode with you, maybe. With me? Because you made a weird noise. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know why mm-hmm. I said that. <laughs> There's really well, nothing to explore. We'll find out. We're going to learn some things about Mallory. <laughs> you can learn nothing about me. I have a closed book. <laughs> this episode aired on January 13th, 1992. It was written by Josh Goldstein and Jonathan Prince. And it was directed... D- directed <laughs> it was directed by Zane Busby. Zane, Zane Busby. Busby. Zane Busby. I was going to do a thing about how Zane Busby is my favorite teacher. And then I got caught up on words. So let's oh. move on. <laughs> That's how you got director. It was That's teacher how I got to director. director. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. We're all fine, guys. Don't worry about it. So I'm going to kick this off with our Russo rundown, which is where each of us takes 10 to 15 seconds if we're feeling generous to tell you very, very quickly and manically what happened in this episode. I am going to start with Mallory. Oh, geez. Okay, let me get let me get a little stopwatch going. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Blossom has a crush on a supply teacher and he's super weird and inappropriate and I don't like him. And uh, Joey tries to write a love letter for some reason. And then there's a third storyline that I don't remember right now. There was a that third counts. one? I don't even remember. 11 seconds, it counts. Okay, let me reset. Eric, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Joey needs help writing a love letter. Blossom has a crush on a teacher. Um, teacher ends up uh, finding out about it, but uh, she you know, is embarrassed and doesn't want to go back to school. Stuff. Woo! 10 seconds uh, with 34. What's the one after seconds? Milliseconds? Milliseconds. <laughs> Okay, but but Eric, <laughs> can you call someone telling you something as you finding out about it? Yeah, yeah, I, I said it wrong, but it made sense in my brain. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a cheat to have the host do this as well, but I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do. Okay, three, two, one. There's a substitute teacher and Blossom's super into him, and then also they're trying to get Rolling Stone tickets, and Nick is convinced that Nick. Jagger knows him and maybe not. We'll see. And then the other one, you guys said that I don't remember. <laughs> Joey's love life, man. Joey's, Joey's love, life. love life. For some reason. The garden. The garden. Yes. So I clearly did the worst this week. And uh, you did not. Uh, I forgot about the Mick Jagger thing. Dang. That was that I'm was comfortable. I'm comfortable with my mediocre performance. That was my favorite storyline, too, was the Mick Jagger one. Yeah, it, was it was really funny. Super funny. Yeah. Especially the Joey. Anyway. We'll get there. We'll get there. We have a whole episode to talk about it. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to give you the IMDb official summary. I don't know that I love it. Um, <laughs> it's realizing that her substitute teacher will be leaving. Blossom tells him that she's in love with him. When she learns that he'll stay on another week, she fakes sickness to avoid him. I feel like there's so much more that could have been said about this episode. Uh-huh. But that's fine. We'll get there. Well, the teacher looks like uh, Michael Bay. So that they, the fact that they didn't put that there is astounding. Do you recognize who the teacher was? 
No. We'll talk about him in a bit. I'll tell you. He's a hardy boy. I know that. So you, oh, I don't know whether you know this guy or not. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we start with a cold open that just, you know, sometimes Joey's great. Sometimes we have a cold open like this. <laughs> So it's Joey and the two girls, Blossom and Six, are walking through the halls of their high school and they're having a little debate about who has it worse, men or women. <laughs> so Six is listing off things like PMS, um, menopause, basically just being a woman in society in general. Yep. And then Joey goes, but you know what? You know, it's worse than all that dealing with women who have that stuff. So let's discuss, <laughs> shall we? Dealing with those earthen vessels. Those clay vaginas. Well, I will say my hand did really hurt while my wife was going through labor. (laughs) I bet that was hard for you. It was really hard for me, guys. I I needed like a a blanket and some. Mm -hmm. No, no, obviously I didn't care. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the one going through the pain. You know what this reminds me of? Like, and I feel like this was a big conversation, especially in high school. The debate of what hurts more, oh. having <laughs> menstrual cramps or getting kicked in the nuts. Oh, have, menstrual have you cramps, ever engaged 100%. In, in this debate before with guys? No, no. Um, I know uh, from what I've heard is the only thing close to feeling anything that a, a woman has felt is uh, passing a kidney stone. And even then it's not mm-hmm. as bad as anything <laughs> that you guys will ever experience, which mm-hmm. is, I, I feel bad um, for you guys. And here's my argument. Even if it hurts like a lot, you know how often you have to go through that? Like once. Maybe mm-hmm. once not, if, you're, if you're unlucky. Not monthly. No. Getting kicked in the nuts, maybe more if you're a real asshole. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're not guaranteed to go through it every that's single month. Yeah, that's something you can control by not being an asshole. Not you being can't an asshole. control. I mean, yeah. there are like. Except for the kidney stone thing yeah, that, that that you can't control. No, no, no. But like, I mean, there are Drink more water. Drink theoretically more water. <laughs> medications you can take to deal with menstrual cramps. But like. This makes me think of all those YouTube videos of those people who have put on the. The the electric shocker things and i love yeah. watching it because i know that i would never do that because i know how how much pain that people have gone through like i know people that have had really bad like passing out cramps mm-hmm. and it makes mm-hmm. like it makes me really upset like not upset it makes me feel bad for them um, yeah and- yeah i watched a video recently of a woman putting on the because she's like i want to know like the way that dudes freak out with this like it mm. must be it must be really bad and she put it on and like turned it up halfway. And she's like, this is nothing. And then like turned yeah. it up all the way. And she's like, this is what you guys are yelling and screaming about. Like my, my cramps yeah. are way worse than this. There's yeah. a, there's a uh, YouTube video that went viral of a uh, group of eight people. It was four guys for girls and mm-hmm. the guys put on first and the girls are like, this isn't even as bad as we normally get. And the guy's like, what, yeah. how? I was like, I hope those guys treat those girls like queens the rest of their lives oh. <laughs> after they realize I that i hope so i hope mm-hmm. so so anyways i thought y'all would really enjoy this cold open that has no relevance to literally anything else no in I, the rest I, of the I, episode. I watched it and i was like i'm not showing this to meg <laughs> that's probably smart i feel like it there's a lot of stuff that joey says that's like not funny but like is kind of like oh joey like you're being dumb, a dick again. Joey. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to laugh. At it. And this was just not funny. Just mm. like there was nothing no. about this that was like. It wasn't like a naive. No. Uh, but un- yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, it felt like a conversation 
you could hear in high school. So I feel like it's yeah, but not from Joey. That was the thing. It yeah, didn't feel like Joey. Yeah, that's fair. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is at least they showed that Joey was stupid and wrong. So, you know, yeah. good on the writers yeah. for that part of it, yeah. at least. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. So that's our cold open. Um, the next scene we see blossoms in her English class and then this this hot te- this, you know, the epitome of 90s hot. <laughs> yeah, he he is very specifically early 90s hot. I feel like there's a certain face. No, I'm not even no, I'm not even yeah. saying that as a burn. There's like a specifically hot type of face from the early 90s. But also like 90s adult like child has a crush on an adult hot. Like there there's a very yeah. specific, you know, like there there would have been like her age like attractive mm-hmm. cute boys and then there would have been like hot like adults for other adults to like crush on but this is very very much a 90s like kid has a crush on this dude oh yeah he has like luscious blonde hair like so he shows up um in their english class he said he's gonna be there for a week he's subbing out and like we know right away this guy's like a cool teacher because he's like call me scott so (laughs) okay so i need to say something so the teacher's name is scott alexander but mm-hmm. in the credits at the end, he's credited as Jim. What? I was wondering that. I didn't even, I put, didn't put it in my notes because I'm like, there's no Jim here. What yeah. is happening? It says Jim on IMDb too. So I was yeah. confused. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what's happening there. It's wrong. <laughs> don't don't pay attention to it. So Eric, you were partially right. As in this teacher was a hardy boy. His name is Parker Stevenson. But what y'all might know him the most as is he played Craig Pomeroy in Baywatch from 1989 to 1999. Or, You're really into some seaside drama in the 90s. Or more so, even more, if you were a teenager in the 90s and and you were watching Melrose Place, he played Steve mm-hmm. McMillan. Remember Melrose Place, the show where they ended it because they realized those people can't be successful in living in the shitty place. Yep. <laughs> I know of Melrose Place. (laughs) I was too young to watch that, to be fair. So some other stuff he showed in on, he was Frank Hardy and the Hardy Boys from 77 to 79. Um, He played Bill Watkins slash Matt Stevens on The Love Boat in 1983. Um, He played Joel McCarthy on Falcon Crest in 1984. And I've talked about this, this short like tv movie that I, <laughs> I that i love for some reason i can't describe called north and south which was about the civil war he yep. played one of the brothers of one of the main families on north and south so that's the one where i was like i do know your face <laughs> <laughs> from this really not great 1980s tv movie you were on. was he supposed to be a cute brother he was he was like the younger brother of oh, okay. the north family so you were supposed to like them mm. oh, okay great. better than the other family <laughs> Because you talked about this ep- the show, like I end up looking into it and like the cast is crazy. Like, yeah, just it is. crazy. Every star from the 80s was in it and like stars from the 50s and 60s. Like they got huh. like Jimmy Stewart on there. Anyways, it's it's weird. It's of its time, but I still find it entertaining. And I'm crazy for the Swayze. So it's worth it. <laughs> was he like the main character? Like he feels like he should be the main character. Swayze? Like, yeah, Swayze. Yeah, he's he's the head of the South family. Mm. And he's like, I don't like having slaves. It's just the way we do it around. You know, he's one oh, of those. I just want to dance with my slaves. Yeah. Oh, oh. I just want everybody to. I don't want slaves, but I don't want to lose my way of life. Yeah. He's one of those. Oh, 
but he has like really good hair so it's okay yeah uh, <laughs> it's fine nobody puts Swayze in a corner nope. um yeah so this teacher scott comes in <laughs> and uh he's like okay <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, said, <laughs> um he's like okay guys catch me up i know you're do- doing shakespeare right now so what was the last thing you did and then blossom's like we're doing romeo and juliet this week and uh one of the kids says something about i don't want to do an essay essays are stupid and cool scott's like oh great because i hate reading essays so we're gonna put on a play because he's cool like he was gonna read it right <laughs> <laughs> teachers do that can they just change the lesson plan like i don't think they have that power i think they just have to do what the regular teacher said yeah Yeah. subs absolutely do not have that power the the real teacher is going to get back and be reading grades and notes and be like what the fuck what (laughs) they acted really all right okay i guess that would that's a C really. Yeah. Cause they're like 15 and a 15 year old doing Shakespeare as a 15 year old who did do Shakespeare. It's bad. Y'all it ain't good. I loved it. No, no. I, well, I mean, so I went to an art school, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. And we did for, I think it was grade 11. We did the Scottish play. That was like the one mm-hmm. that you had to do for grade 11. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a wood, like a provincial park near my hometown called Burnham wood. And they would give like you'd break up into groups like all of the grade 11s so like multiple classes of grade 11s and each group would get a scene and you'd walk through the woods and like at each stop the next group would do their scene that's awesome see that's yeah. really cool yeah did you guys film it because i feel like no. that was a cool thing no to see it was afterwards. 2005 <laughs> there were video cameras then yeah but tapes. it would have been a big thing like it, it wasn't like today where you have your phone that's true yeah that's yeah. that's see that's a cool teacher assignment yeah, yeah it was like yeah it was really cool and if for those listening that don't know what the scottish play is just look it up because we're not going to say it no, <laughs> we're not allowed. as theater people we are legally not allowed to say the name out loud although we can no. say mackers right we can say know. max I can say McBee. Who, who was it I, I was listening to a podcast uh and i think it was patrick stewart who said that the exception to the rule is if you have played the, the lead if you survived the lead yeah then you can say immunity yeah i would love to play that role but no one's gonna hire this asian boy (laughs) make it happen yourself i could that's true but on your own production man i would love to do that but theater in my city is terrible Mm. (laughs) i meant amazing for those listening let's keep going oh boy so one other casting note i wanted to bring up is there's this like cool boy who doesn't want to write the essays he's all like leaning back in his leather jacket so i looked this dude up because i'm like he looks fun he's very fonzy like he looks like he's gonna hit a jukebox um so his name is damon martin the actor so he's mostly been producing for the majority of his adult life. Some credits I grabbed, though, is he had a part in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which was a great movie. Um, he appeared in 21 Jump Street. The original, the TV show, not the movie. The TV show, yeah, yeah. the Johnny Depp TV yeah, show. Yeah. So I took down this credit because I need to describe to you what this movie is. It's Amityville 2, <laughs> colon, it's about time. Let me describe this movie for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. An architect brings home a mysterious old clock, not knowing that it's haunted by the demonic presence of the Amityville house. 
soon the clock begins to alter time and space and starts to possess members of the household. Can we have a watch party for this movie? Yes. <laughs> it looks real bad. Okay. If it's like bad, scary, then yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It looks bad. A house haunted a clock. Not the spirit. <laughs> the spirit of the house haunted. Yes. Haunted the clock. And then the clock haunted the house. It's just a house. <laughs> it's just a house. And if I recall that spirit never altered time and space. No, but it's no. a clock now and clocks are time. Mm, that's how I have so many questions. This is so off topic. I just have so many questions. If any of you have watched this movie before, please let us know about it. I have so many questions. Anyways, we'll move on from this scene. Well, cool I, Scott is. Do, do I want to know if you guys ever had a crush on your teachers. Yes. Not in high school. In high school. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We had a, had a young English teacher, a young, oh my God, that sounds so gross. Um, there. <laughs> Well, our youngest, like the youngest teacher in our yeah. in our school, was um, I, I don't want to say her name, but she was cool. She was an mm-hmm. English teacher, you know, and she introduced us to theater and stuff. Oh, Aww. oh no, <laughs> am I blossom? Everything's <laughs> falling into place. I but feel like she was yeah. cool. Like she would let me, like we would be reading Othello at the time. Oh my god, this is. <laughs> this is uh, but, but um no she and then she'd be like and i'd be like I, i've i've read all these before because it's me and she's mm-hmm. like do you want to is there other shakespeare you'd want to and she just let us like explore other theater at the time. And i was like that's cool mm-hmm. but she was, and you, know, you wanted to date her yes <laughs> <laughs> i knew it wasn't possible because <laughs> i'm not blossom yeah yeah <laughs> did you no so i was i was talking to tristan about this last night because like i never had a crush on teachers I did like when I was younger, it, it wasn't a crush. It was more like a parental figure thing of like, I really like you as a parental figure. Like I would love to have you in my life as that kind of thing. Um, but what Tristan pointed out, and I think Jen, because we're in like the same, like we're a year apart, it's about the same thing that like, by the time we got to high school, there weren't young teachers anymore. It was a lot of boomers who had kept their jobs for a while. Like I didn't have any young teachers in my school. Um, so there wasn't anyone that was like close to my age. They were all like adults, right? Like I, we did have <clears throat> some younger teachers in my high school and there were some of them that I even found attractive, which helped me figure out some stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say names, um, but I, I don't know. I feel like there was always like that mental barrier of I was a certain age. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're like a 15 year old and this is your teacher. So yeah. I, I just had like, <laughs> I, I'm i like, what, what? There's nothing like, so I never let myself right. have a crush on them, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think like, I, I more so had crushes on like camp counselors because that's like three mm. years difference. <laughs> like, that's I, yeah. Reps. yeah, I had, I will say I had a university prof who was a young university prof and um, only ever had one class. And I walked in the first day and went, well, that's going to be distracting. (laughs) I want to hear about this later. (laughs) Like, I I don't, I don't know her age, but she was young enough that I could be like, maybe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, so let me, there was a, there was a group of young teachers at my high school because we were a new school, right? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I was grade nine and then we were always the oldest grade. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I should tell the story. I'm going to tell the story anyway. Oh, so, no. uh, so, um, we, there were like three or four of them that were in their early thirties and definitely after, uni- after high school, one of them ended up 
dating and then marrying one of my friends <laughs> after high school though right like it's still weird but it was after they had graduated um there might have been some stuff in <gasps> high school uh, as well in the later grades okay. no it wasn't eh? are you still like, friends with this person no i'm not i have this others is- I have actual extra stuff that would make this even weirder, but I'll tell you yeah. guys that after. Yeah, that's, that's, maybe tell yeah. us. Off no, we yeah. didn't. We didn't Weird. have any young teachers. We had one young teacher for like I think it was one semester, and it was so I would go to uh, a summer camp at like the local university. So all mm. of the counselors were university students, and so one of them had recently graduated and became a teacher. And I remember like hearing about, oh my god, this new teacher, he's so hot, blah 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 blah, and like. I and I'm also the camp had like camp names, so I didn't know his real name. Mm. So like I hear people talking about this, I'm like, okay. And then like they're like, oh my god, there he is. I turn around, I'm like, Shaggy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh god. He's I, so I, hot. Yeah. I think <laughs> with like it the, the ages are different, but I think everybody has at least one instance of some sort of like you said, parental or authority learning, like teacher student relationship. Yeah. I was never like, I want, I want you to be my like boyfriend, Mm -hmm. but they're like, especially when I was younger, like when I'm, you know, like six, seven, eight, there was like Mm. a parental like thing. I will say that when I got to university and the the profs were closer to my age, sometimes Mm -hmm. they were harder on the students because they were Mm -hmm. that close. So they're like, I have to make sure that, there's authority here and yeah. that they they take me seriously which yeah. sort of sucked i was like you're what like four years older than me shut up <laughs> that's exactly why they did it because you yeah. said shut up no, was, no but that was after they were hard on me i would have yeah, given yeah. Uh, the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt <laughs> yeah i anyway. think everybody's gone through it at least once in some way or another yeah yeah so we're gonna we're gonna jump over to i guess this would be the b storyline i'm gonna say yeah. Um, so we're in the kitchen. Tony's looking at a newspaper article about the Rolling Stones tour, and he's saying, "Oh, you know, I wish I could see the Stones at one point before they disband." Lol. Hasn't <laughs> happened. They're not going to be torn forever. Not gonna be, that. Yeah, he's. They're he not going to be their last tour. <laughs> and I laughed and laughed. It, it's funny because um, in Almost Famous, they also have a line like this, where um, oh. one of the managers is like. What if you think that Mick Jagger is going to be rocking when he's 50? Let me tell you otherwise. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, Mick yeah. Jagger always rocks. So he yeah. wants to go on this concert tour, but he's like, oh, it's going to get him be impossible to get tickets. It's the freaking stones. Nick instantly is in there like a dirty shirt. And he's like, no, I in there like a, a night, dirty shirt. I, I played <laughs> like a dirty shirt. Have you, you mean never? like in there like dirt on a shirt? What? Like when you okay? Like how I, dirt sticks? No, to the a phrase shirt. is in there. I've never heard this. I've phrase. never heard this phrase either. Look it up. Okay. It exists. Okay. Or I just made up a thing. Circulate it, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Nick is really excited because <laughs> uh, he's like, "Well, I played a show with Mick Jagger once. I can totally hook you up, even though this was." Presumably at this point, like 20 years ago, he's like, no, no, I can still get you a ticket. It's fine. We're We're, we're totally buds. Um, Did you look it up? I did. So, so in like a dirty shirt is a thing. It's a country American English. And it means if someone is in like a dirty shirt, they're fully involved in something. 
It is a thing. It's an American thing, apparently. I love that you had to interrupt my conversation <laughs> to try to prove me wrong. I proved you right. <laughs> no, Mallory. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah. All this to say, he was really excited to try yes. to get a ticket. <laughs> yes. With his buddy, Mick Jagger. With his buddy, Mick Jagger. Um, so also during the scene, Blossom tries to kind of vent about, oh, the, you know, Scott was giving out parts so that we could do this play of Romeo and Juliet. I got this crappy part. Some popular girl got Juliet. But Nick is really just more obsessed with like trying to get a hold of Mick Jagger. Yeah, he pulls out his <laughs> phone book. Do you guys remember phone books? Oh, yep. baby. If he brought out a Rolodex, that would have been even better. Ooh, that would oh my be God. Good. I want to have this conversation because we've talked about this a few times. Okay. How do his children still not realize that sometimes Nick knows famous people? I, I, I how? I, I, so, okay, here's the thing. I, I think Tony and Blossom acknowledge that he did do a show with Mick Jagger once. I think they have a hard time believing that 20 years later, him and Mick Jagger are still great friends. Like, I think that's mm. what's going on. Okay. They're like, yeah, dad, we know you did this cool thing one time and, and every opportunity you get to talk about it, you do. But it could also be like the, he's done so many random gigs that they're just yeah. like, maybe he's just always a background guy and they don't pay attention because mm. he's a session musician, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Just because a session musician's there doesn't mean that the main artist knows who they are. No, I know. It's just like there's been so many little like funny bits about like a famous person calls the house and the kids are like, "What?" Like this is your father's career, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this happens sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's the like they understand that like every once in a while he might play piano for someone cool, but it's mm-hmm. I don't think they think of it as like. That's some like it's not like he's in the Rolling Stones, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. did a favor for somebody once, and now it, they're like, you won't stop talking about this one time you did one cool thing. Sounds like me, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's me and my stories and my kids. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> There's a lot of me in this episode, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to jump to our next story then, which is Joey wants to write a love letter for this girl, Tammy, and he's trying to enlist Blossom to help him out. Um, First, he does that by like Blossom walks into her room and she catches Joey just in there, like trying to steal passages from her books so he can write them out and like pass them off as his own poems. Did you guys ever do love letters? Did you guys get love letters? I was going to ask you guys this. No, like, love le- not love letters, but we, we passed notes in class. I mm-hmm. don't even remember that. Either. You don't remember writing like, do you like me? Check yes or no. No, no, we <laughs> never did that. I, I wish. I thought that was like a made up thing on TV shows. No. I've never oh, yeah, seen we it. Passed, we passed notes. Maybe no one wanted to send the note to me. Aww. Or they just talked to you face to face like a normal person. Most people just talked to you. This was like grade like five, six. Like this was in high school. That we were passing notes. God, I don't remember last year. Yeah, no notes <laughs> were. Five. I, I passed notes in high school, but it wasn't like, do you want to go to prom? Check mark by then. Like by then it was yeah. just like us fucking around in class. I'll be getting high later, guys. Yeah, like basically. Yeah. <laughs> to clarify for the kids out there, this was before cell phones were a thing. And if mm-hmm. you wanted to text someone while you were in class, you had to write it on a piece of paper and then sneak it onto their desk somehow. Yeah. And fold it up really elaborately. Yes. <laughs> Are people allowed to have their cell phones in their classes? 
No, they hide it under their desk. They okay, hide it under their desk. I don't know. I don't or know. Or they how... text from their watches. People... I don't know how school works anymore. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We don't know what the kids do. I'm dreading the day. Like my daughter, like my eldest is like, can I have a phone? I was like, you She's are seven. seven. You don't <laughs> need a phone. Kids get them now at that age because the parents want to keep tab on them. She doesn't go she anywhere. Where is she going to go by <laughs> no, herself? But, uh, no, I'm saying like some parents that are like extra hovery. That's yeah. Right. They'll give younger kids who don't need them. They will get phones because they're like, well, just in case you're out playing for five minutes and yeah. need to contact me. You can get phones for kids where like you program it. Like there's two buttons and you program mm-hmm. in two phone numbers so they can call mom or they can call dad. Like yeah. they can't do anything else with them. Mm-mm. Just don't throw like them that. into the wild. Like we used to. Yeah. I gave her my old iPhone five because she wanted to watch Netflix and stuff on it. Mm. And she's lost it. I'm like, I'm not giving of you a more expensive phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. She's That's seven. why kids shouldn't have phones. Yeah. She said, I'm going to ask Santa. I was like, if Santa gets you a phone, we're giving him back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do think, you know, like once you get to like 12, 13, whatever the yeah. age is, when you start going to the mall or like the movies yeah, by yourself, like there's no pay phones anymore. Yeah. Fair enough. There, there yeah. are randomly but they're like yeah, but not 75 cents or something yeah. weird like that i'm like and they're not they're not everywhere so if you happen to go to the movie theater that doesn't have a payphone, mm-hmm. like who carries change right <laughs> yeah exactly no you do we talked about this before you called collect and when it asks you to record your name you go mom <laughs> <laughs> do they still do that is there still collect calling yeah of course there's still there'd have calling. to be i don't know if there's a payphone, then you must be able to call I collect oh maybe yeah. anyway uh, I'm old. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so he gets blossomed. uh, No segue. No segue for that. Um, He gets blossomed to help him, you know, write this letter. Blossom has this flowery language. I do want to point out that what Blossom catches Joey writing is amazing. And I'll tell you what I thought of. So she reads the passage aloud and it says, you'll never get away from me. And when I find you in some dark little corner of the world, I'll trap you in my web like a helpless fly. (laughs) We find out Joey copied this from a comic book. (laughs) But you know what this passage made me think of? Uh, That that sting song? You can run, you can hide, but you can't escape my love. Enrique Iglesias song? Yeah. No, I was thinking about, oh, what was it? Was was it the police? I'll be watching you. I'll be watching you. Mm. So that was like my mom told me that was like the big like wedding song when she, around the Ooh. time that she got married and like nope. I think someone asked if they were going to do that for their first dance my mom was like no that song is no. super creepy <laughs> also a good contender that song Invisible by the American Idol guy I just forgot his name which American Idol guy? <laughs> the ginger if I was oh, invisible, I would just stand inside your room. Clay Aiken. Ugh. Calm down. <laughs> so that's what Ooh. it made me think of. So it was supposed to be from a comic book line, but I'm like, they're like real love songs that sound like this, though. Yeah, mm. and they're all creepy. They're all creepy. So that's our other storyline that we start following. So when we get back to Blossom's class, we find out that Carrie, who was the girl who was supposed to play Juliet, gets mono. So Blossom gets assigned the part and then i need to know because i don't have children scott offers to stay behind with blossom after school because she's behind nope the rest of the class nope so that he can help her learn her lines i'm assuming this isn't a thing you can do anymore nope, nope. 
Right? I don't know. I have a grade two child. <laughs> no. That is super inappropriate. I remember doing that in high school, though. Just you and the teacher? Yeah. Not like a group. I can see if it's like it was, a group. It was like a couple people, though. Yeah. Yeah. So there were a couple. It wasn't yeah. just you alone with the teacher. No. Yeah. It was me and my English teacher in high school. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's super inappropriate for a teacher to like suggest that they do something alone. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. a supply teacher, right? That yes. Seems weird. With a 15 year old girl. I think the thing that strikes me about Scott, I'm going to keep saying his name like Scott. Scott. So cool. Hot. Um, Scott is hot. That's hot. Hot Scott. (laughs) (laughs) The way he's playing it, I will say the way the actor is playing it, he's not playing it in a way that's inappropriate. Like he's he's reading the lines, you know, Mm -hmm. flat, just like Mm -hmm. a teacher. And I feel like we were in a time frame in the early 90s. This was like the Feeny yeah like cool teachers were a thing and there wasn't anything creepy yeah, about yeah, it i had a, a crush on mr feeney of course mr so. feeney was a very <laughs> different character <laughs> no but you know what i mean like the, there was always like one cool teacher yeah but the cool teacher doesn't go oh blossom what a beautiful name like that's weird to say that to the kids you're meeting and for the first time oh child i've known for two days stay after school alone with me like well, that's I, part of it right is he's been yeah. there for two days like he doesn't know these kids well that's what that's what i'm trying to say though it's like i I kept trying to like take myself out of it and be like he's not playing it like it's creepy but we now know it's creepy in the time frame that we are in and we know it's inappropriate but at that time i don't know how creepy it would have read well and i also i'm wondering if this is supposed to be like i mean yeah i feel like we're supposed to be seeing this from blossom's point of view yeah which to her it's not creepy but like watching this as an adult i would like I, I don't I feel like if I were an adult in the 90s watching this, I still would have been like, this is weird. But if I were a 15 year old in the 90s, I would have been like, oh, cute teacher. You know, even later, Nick is like, that's not cool. I'm going to kill yeah. him. Like, yeah. I feel like there is still a bit of the weirdness in that. Nick says he's going to kill him when he thinks the implication is the teacher actually did something. I mean, the teacher because that's how Blossom says it. But also the teacher didn't shut it down. We'll get there when we get there, but we'll get there when we get there. But I'm saying like I'm saying I was trying to put my brain into the 90s when we didn't have this discussion around like power dynamics and stuff. And I can see it being played as more of a innocent Blossom's just dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, trying to see it from like blossom's perspective where maybe this isn't what's actually happening but it's how mm-hmm. she's interpreting it yeah um, yeah exactly and, and, we, and we all know if he really liked her he would have given her a love note yeah exactly. he would have written he with comic in, book stuff he would have yeah. intricately folded up a piece of paper written mm-hmm. do you like me check yes or no <laughs> you know yeah. what's funny about this is like when i'm thinking about love letters again um I think more of my generation was the mixtape. Like, we'll make you mm-hmm. a mixtape if we mm-hmm. like you. Yeah. We did mix CDs. Yeah, CD. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not that old. <laughs> All the mixtapes with their CDs. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, like, we we see them going to a little montage throughout the week of them rehearsing this play. Which I have to say is pretty intense for a one week. Like, we're just going to read the play at the end of this week. That was my note. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're doing the whole play in a week with, like, 15-year-olds that don't understand Shakespeare? Okay, Scott. <laughs> Sword fighting and dancing. Yeah, maybe, right? Maybe that's the AP class. Maybe they are advanced. Maybe. Yeah, that still seems know. like a lot. I don't know. Omar Gooding is in here, so... Maybe he's that damn good of a teacher. Yeah. Looks Scott. like he was playing Prince Scott. by the Scott. end of the next scene. 
Yeah. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I just my voice does things sometimes. Yeah, Scott. Um, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> okay. So we we go out of this montage of them rehearsing. We see the class has done their performance. Blossom and like cool boy Jack are like dead on the desk. <laughs> so they finished it up. Omar presumably playing the prince because he's like looking over them. Yeah. I know Shakespeare stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They've done their performance. Scott thanks them all for a good week. The kids all head out. Blossom, bless her heart, is like, I'll never see him again. Guess it's time to profess my love because that'll work out well for me. Professes her love for him. (laughs) Well, but first she closes the door, which is a big no-no. You, as a teacher, you are never... Never alone with a student with a closed door. He was also packing up his stuff. But again, she closed. She yeah. closed the door. She was in front of the door for him. Right, like, but he's what? No, I know. I'm saying for him to get around her to. Oh, this is why I'm saying like mm-hmm. we need to back up a little bit. Well, he could have said, "Please open that." Like there was a lot of stuff he could have done instead of just standing there and letting her talk about how much she liked him. It's like, a sitcom, he, though. That's he, not. That's yeah, not. He, he, he could have been like. Don't stand. Don't stand. <laughs> Don't stand so close to me. <laughs> I know what I know what you're saying. No, no, for sure. We we gotta we got they can't put everything about why dating a teacher is creepy into no, but, a 20 minute. But you could episode. have had the same the same storyline of her feeling embarrassed and not wanting to go to school, but because he said this is blossom, this is inappropriate. Like I'm your teacher. You can't talk like you, you know, and then it would still she have the same, res- like it uh, would still have the same result of her being like, Oh my I, God, uh, I embarrassed oh, myself. Yeah. She does essentially. She, she says, uh, we connected whatever the hell she says. She gives him her number. He takes it. Like, no, I, I know I'm aware. I'm, I'm trying to put myself. If I were in that situation, if I get bombarded with something I don't expect, I am like, Buh, like, yeah, but you're also not a teacher who's trained to deal with 15 year old children. You're being so critical. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I feel like, yeah, because she did that one of those things where she's like, oh no, don't speak. And then she backs away. Yeah. yeah. Like so she puts the, he's she, like, uh, what do I do with this? He's kind of just like, now what? So she like slaps it in his hand, says, in case I haven't moved in 10 to 15 years, and like books it out of the classroom. So I don't know like what kind of a leeway he even had to first process what the hell was happening he took that home and laughed about it with his well so the next step would be to go to the principal and be like i can't be this in this class anymore this has happened this is not like i i I don't know if they did those types of things in the 90s different time it was a different time listen it was also a different time when we reviewed the geek episode and you guys were real up in arms about that so yeah i always acknowledge context though yeah yeah Still upsetting for both reasons. It is upsetting. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not upsetting. I'm, not I'm condoning saying this. I'm saying the episode was written in a different lens than what we now acknowledge as being okay. I'm not saying the thing is okay. I'm no. saying the writing was done in a completely different world. Not that it's okay. Okay. We know better now. I'm defending the writing of the time, even if it wasn't right. Yes. Yep. Fair. Next. Not that being said, when I watched it today and I was like, nope, nope, not cool. No, not no, cool. Absolutely not cool. 
I'm not saying it's, it's aged cool. very, very poorly. Mm. That, that's what as we're poorly saying. It's a Cosby joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. And we need to look at the writing like we looked at that Cosby way too joke. complimentary Cosby joke, <laughs> <laughs> which was last week. If you haven't heard that, go listen to it. Bam, bam, bam. Two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks. Hey, new schedule. What? Last episode. Last episode. Last episode. So she slaps her number into his hand and basically does like a scary movie. I'm not crazy. Run out of the room. I'm, and my note is this is the worst thing. Yeah. Like my note is in there. This is yeah. the worst thing. Um, so she exits the room. Six approaches her and says, hey, did you hear? We're going to have him for another week because our teacher is still out. He's sick. And my my note was just you in danger, girl. <laughs> yeah. Because she just made an ass of herself. Yeah. And after being on that, such a high, big high of being like, I finally said it. I said something. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. one, maybe in 10, 15 years, something will happen. Thinking <laughs> so she would never like, see him again. So this is like the white all comes out of her face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, her face is absolutely amazing that she makes <laughs> at the end of the scene. It's so good. So we actually jump all the way to the next week. It t- we get a little thing saying the following Monday. Yeah, um, we've never had these title cards before. And it's so no. weird. It's so it. weird. So, so Blossom's in, in bed pretending to be sick, <laughs> which is she does this thing. And I'm assuming you guys have done this because I assume all kids have done this where you try to make the thermometer be hot. No, I never, I never did that. No, no. She does it the dumb way. She puts the thermometer right up against a light bulb. So like yeah. in 30 seconds. It goes up to like 115. The smart yeah. way to do it, not that I'm condoning this, but if you ever wanna, <laughs> is run it under hot water because then it goes up slowly. My um, I had I have Asian parents. They didn't care. No, they didn't care. But it was like, if I'm not if I'm not like deathly ill, I'm going to school. And those those are the times. Like yeah, all my friends I did that too. I I didn't fake say I liked school. <laughs> you can like school and I still like have school. a day where you don't want to go. Um. Yeah. So when I like was sick, usually it was just a cold. Like I never mm-hmm. really got the flu. Um, so when I was sick, like I don't remember having my temperature taken. My parents were just like, you're a good kid. You're not going to yeah. fake being sick. Like, yeah, they did the forehead thing. They're like, OK, mm-hmm. you're burning up. So you stay home. Yeah. yeah. OK. Oh, no, I did. I did this. <laughs> not all the time, but I definitely tried but it at least once. Yeah. At least you're once the rebel I did of the group. It. I am. What? Um, <laughs> So yeah, she tries this thing. She holds it right up to her lamp like a dum dum. Nick knows exactly what she's doing, but he does this thing where I'm like Nick. <laughs> so he calls it not a real flu, but a personal flu, which is you know whatever. I think especially nowadays we're like yeah, sometimes kids need a mental health day just like yeah. everybody else. He has agreed for her to just not go to school for a week. It sounds like a whole week. Yeah, Nick. <laughs> Yeah, I, I doesn't ask what the personal issue even is. Mm. No, he should have. He should have dug into what that yeah, was. That, there, there should have been a bigger discussion. I did kind of enjoy him. Like we talked about how Blossom is the good kid. Like yeah. she doesn't do this. This isn't something she normally does. So I I understood him cutting her a little bit of slack. Like you're a good kid. Yeah. If this is if this is something that is this big a deal, like yeah, you can stay home. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely agree with that. That's why I'm saying like one or two days, if a kid really, yeah. really needs that, absolutely. For him to like, I'm going to give you a whole week to not go to school and then we're not even going to talk, we'll talk about, about it. it. Yeah. That seemed weird. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it would have been like, yeah, stay home for the day. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about it. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So that, yeah. and it was like such a flipping, like, 
yeah, whatever. I was like, oh, all right. But she um, can only have the personal flu once. She can never have it again. Never have it again, which I liked. That was fun. Yeah. Um, so also during the scene, we find out that Joey's poem writing, air quotes, um, has been successful with Tammy so far. So yay, good for him, I guess. They're made I for each other. Oh, yeah, oh, she dumb. Yeah. yeah. She's so dumb. So we see that, you know, Blossom gets to stay home. Great. Tony arrives home as Nick announces that he's gotten a hold of Mick Jagger's home phone number somehow. Yeah. And he's about to call him and he's going to get those stones tickets. I love this was such like a beautiful he makes the phone call. He gets somebody on the other line and there's such like a beautiful who's on first. Yes. (laughs) Moment where he's like, hi, is Mick there? It's Nick. No, not Mick. Nick, what's your name? Rick. Well, Rick, tell Mick that it, and it was so good. It was yeah. so funny. Yeah. I also, uh, there was a thing that Michael Stoyanov did. I'm like, what is he doing? Tony walks into the room. He shuts the door behind him and his arms are just a flailing. Are did they? you guys <laughs> see this? No. I missed it. I no, I'm going to go back and watch that. It was, I, I don't know what he was doing. He was like flipping his arms in as he, anyways, it was so I distracting. I did notice at the point where Nick takes the like pot off the wall and like smacks the phone with it. When he puts <laughs> the pot down on the like island counter thing, cutting board, it falls off onto the ground. <laughs> and I, I loved it because they're like, that's realistic. We're just going to leave it. We're not going to reshoot it. Oh, that's so good. I yeah. watch this episode. See the flailing arms and the pots falling on the ground. <laughs> it was just you all know, in just one scene. quality yeah. scene, quality yeah. scene all around. Yeah. They have this great bit where like Nick hangs up because he's frustrated, and Tony, of course, bless his heart, drops a well, Dad. You know you can't always get what you want. You can't Lyrics. always get, get what, what you, you want. want. So good. So we get our obligatory buzz shows up. Ugh, fine. Um, he's bringing Blossom soup, asks why she's faking being sick. He brings her alphabet soup, which, like, let's be real, is the lesser of the soups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it oh, should great. be chicken soup. It should be chicken soup. Yeah, preferably with a matzo ball in it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. I like it. Although he does say that he likes to spell out little obscenities in the soup, which I was <laughs> like, okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very me thing. <laughs> um, Blossom. Again, these freaking kids asking him for advice at every turn. Asks Buzz if he's ever loved someone who wasn't right for him. Like, girl, it's Buzz, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I want to get your guys' opinion on this story that he tells. Yeah, there was this woman. She was an extra on Mary Poppins. Nanny number four. (laughs) One of the, the nannies that, like, flies away. Yeah. And I guess she wanted to try flying in real life. With an umbrella. So she got an umbrella and she uh, jumped out a window. <laughs> That's his story about this woman that he dated. Yeah, but of course, oh. like Blossom says, are you telling the truth? And he goes, no, of course not. Like, it's, he, it's a joke. Like, it's not. Although, if you were talking to Buzz that long, I feel like maybe you'd want to do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> Can I say I straight up looked up this? He dropped the name Francis Stumer. I did look it up. Oh, I needed to know if it was a real person. It's not. I was super Aww. sad about it. <laughs> so we get this obligatory buzz scene that nobody wanted. Uh, <laughs> nothing gets resolved. It's true. Um, so I don't know. We don't get a card scene how long into the week we are at this point. Yeah. Um, 
But Six has ditched class to visit Blossom, basically to tell her that like Scott was asking about you. I feel like it's midweek. Yeah. Yeah. That's again right. super weird, this teacher. I'd love to talk to Blossom. No, don't no. Well, we well, find out why yeah. he was gonna yeah. talk to Blossom, like why he wanted to talk to her, which is the reason you were saying. Like he wanted to say what you were saying he should have said before. Yeah. But he doesn't. We'll he doesn't. He tells her like he doesn't say Blossom. That was inappropriate. He says that was very courageous of you to say that to me. No, no. He says don't. it wrong. He says it, he absolutely yeah. says it wrong. He also yeah. gets cut off, but we'll get there. Um. So, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, he was asking if you were OK, like worried that she was sick. She does drop like, you know, I, I ditched class because for Jim, they were having us watch another health film did you write down mr sperm too because i did (laughs) is there a mr sperm health film i don't know but i just thought it was so funny i made a note for it because my note is mr sperm is a great name for a health film and nobody can tell me otherwise Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so she's ditched to tell her all this and um scott has said like you know i want to be able to talk to blossom before I go. He doesn't say he wants to. He said, I'd love to talk to Blossom. Oh, okay. Can I interject here? Yes. <laughs> because there isn't a Mr. Sperm health film, unfortunately. But uh, there is a YouTube video called, no. Oh, no. called Mr. Sperm. No. Which, no. <laughs> which no. tells the story about sperm's amazing life. It's the, the smallest <laughs> cell in the human body, blah, blah, blah. So I guess it's, a, it's an animated thing. I have not watched it. I'm not I don't trust that. It. I don't, don't either. No, so I'm not going to hit play because I don't no, want this to go on my no. uh, suggested thing. Should we put it in the show notes? No, no, <laughs> no. We can't. Well, first of all, we can't put something in the show notes that we have not watched and vetted. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet Mr. Sperm for everybody. <laughs> I hope he has a top hat. <laughs> I mean, I'm not putting it in the show notes if he doesn't have a top hat. Okay. There's no point. Um, He has a beret of some sort. Ah! I already love it. <laughs> oh, no. I already love this. Okay. You know, maybe it'll be in the show notes, guys. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. So Blossom gets immediately excited. She's like, oh, I need to go change. Blossom, calm the fuck down. She's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go make myself look good. I'm going to go see him right now, even though she's supposed to be sick, but whatever. So I don't know. I have a note to myself because you guys know I kind of make notes as I go. (laughs) My notes are, Blossom, you need to calm down. This grown ass man doesn't want you. But then my next note is, although she has dated a grown ass man before. She has. And this grown ass man is not doing anything that would indicate that he is not available to her. Yet. Yes. Even, I, I know, mean, I know, even then, so the, the way he indicates that he's not available is that he has a wife. It's not, I am your teacher. Mm. I am several years older than you. This is not an appropriate relationship. It's, oh, I'm already married. Like, mm. maybe. We don't know what he was going to say before the wife shows up, though. I thought about you all week long. It was very courageous of you to talk to me. Like, okay. Come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He was probably trying to figure out how to talk to her with his wife. Yeah, yeah. That's how but I took you know it. What? I'm giving yeah, him the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know if that's actually true. He, yeah. It should have been, he should have told the principal and it should have been a conversation with Blossom and her dad. Like this, mm. again, he's alone with her in a classroom too. So it was the 90s. 
We'll Let me get tell there. You that's, about my that's... friend from high school. <laughs> <laughs> no. well, that scene is coming up after this one, so we'll, we'll yeah. get into it. So we do actually see in the next scene, the phone rings as Joey walks in. He's like, oh, Mick Jagger, ha ha, no, and hangs up. It's the same as when the Johnny Carson guy was trying to get a hold oh, of yeah. him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. These people do call this house and the people keep hanging up on them. Yeah, but they're not calling all the time. Like, these are yeah, rare instances. But no, no kid thinks that their parent is that cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, it doesn't matter because the phone rings again. Nick actually gets on the line and it's Nick fucking Jagger, baby. Yeah. It takes about five minutes for Nick to remind Mick where they've met before, but they get there. They do. <laughs> it was they really get funny. there I eventually. Like yeah. <laughs> and he's so excited and it's actually very, very cute. And I do have a note where I'm like, it's Mick Jagger. He's like met so many people and done every drug. Like he's not going to remember who you are. Yeah. Right away. Exactly. Yeah. But everything about the scene indicates that this is going to go well. They're going to end up with tickets. Mm-hmm. So the next scene, Blossom shows up in the classroom. Things I agree with you that he shouldn't have said. I've been thinking about you all weekend. Doesn't make it better that the whole audience decides to go. And I was like, no, I was, no, yeah, don't I was, woo. yeah, what are we wooing here? Creepy teacher? No, stop. Uh-uh. So I feel like that, like, cerebral, like, awful response was like him saying it, but also the audience. Yeah, it was green that this look, was a good thing. No good. No, 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 good. no, bad. no, bad, bad, no, bad, bad. It was absolutely a bad start to the conversation. Yeah. Also, I think he was like, you're supposed to be sick. What the fuck are you doing here? Like, he was he so knew not- she wasn't sick. No, I know, but he wasn't prepared to have her. Yeah. So anyways, he does say he was thinking about her all weekend, which was dumb as fuck. Um, Mm -mm. And but he does say he wanted to talk about what happened. He says he says things in absolutely the wrong way. You are 100 percent right, because he's trying to make her feel better about the fact that she kind of made an ass of herself. But he's saying it in a complimentary way that. Mm-hmm. isn't helping his situation in no the it's making at it, all it's making it so much worse it's, well, like, it's making it seem like it was okay for her to say those things to she's 15 too right like we're not yeah. talking about an eight-year-old here that you have to kind of be like no that yeah. was really brave of you but you shouldn't say that like this is a 15 year old yeah. who should know better like i feel like the right intent was absolutely the wrong words yeah. <laughs> so what i personally felt like was him just about to get into this was inappropriate and no his wife walks in yeah mm-hmm. but then he invites blossom to go for lunch with him and, and his was, wife and that was weird mm. as hell that what part was weird as hell. scott 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 stop it yeah <laughs> like he just he doesn't he's oblivious um Again, I feel like he's trying to make her feel better about being an idiot, but he's just so wrong about the way he's going about this. Oh my God. The wife seems lovely. I feel bad for the wife. <laughs> I do have a note in Mallory. This is for you. I have a note that says, at no point does he actually say the words, I'm your teacher and a grown ass man. Yeah. I, that's a note that I made a very long time ago. So I do agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I was just giving the 90s the benefit yeah, of the doubt. the mm-hmm. 90s as a decade i was giving the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. so yeah like him and the wife just walk out and that's kind of it like that's the scene all mm-hmm. of this build up and this is the scene we get yeah is him just saying i'm married the wrong thing yeah. i'm married gorgeous wife comes in okay bye yeah <laughs> do you want to come it. to lunch with us like fucking no lunch <laughs> no so many reasons why not 
Oh my God. So that short little scene after all that, we switch over to Joey lamenting to Blossom that he, this was so good, that he ruined things with Tammy because he ran out of poems to give her. And she asked for one on the spot. And the only lyrics he could think of was from the song I Touch Myself by the Divinals, <laughs> which, first of all, great song, one of my karaoke songs. And I have a note that says, to be honest, that's pretty complimentary. <laughs> If someone sang that song to me, I'd be like, thank you. Thank you so much. But, but if they sang it or if they just said it to you, because I feel like yeah, just feel saying like it is a whole different thing. If, if, they, if they just said it with like a dead ass stare into my eyes, I'd be like, mm, maybe yeah, not. I think that's hey, what Jen, happened. Jen, I love myself. What? I want you to love me. When I'm down, I want you <laughs> above me. I search myself. I want you to find me. I forget myself. I want you to remind me. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, mama. I'll just leave now. <laughs> you two can have a moment. <laughs> so good. It just, I don't know, something about that song choice just got me. I was like, that was the best choice ever. So, you know, after they say that, uh, Tony and Nick walk in. They totally went to the concert, guys. They got the they tickets. They got to go backstage. In the middle of the day, it looked like the. <laughs> you know, they're confusing. getting old. Yeah, What's the matinee? Are getting old. It's matinee. <laughs> <laughs> the rock stars have a matinee. <laughs> they're old. Sometimes they need naps. Oh. <laughs> it turns out the best part about all of this is I'm going backstage, and now Tony just has like a bevy of stories about Nick as like a mm-hmm. 20 year old yeah. getting stage fright and passing out before shows and stuff. So I think that's Tony's favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I was so happy that they got to go. It was lovely. So Blossom and Nick end up being alone. Blossom makes the choice to reveal that someone, and it was not reciprocated, BT dubs, it was a teacher. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'm glad that Nick was like, not cool. That's yeah. not cool. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Not okay. He jumped right yeah. on it. Yeah. Like the only time Nick's response about a boy has been appropriate, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Nick is saying absolutely not. And then Blossom's like, no, no, no. He said, no, it's not a thing. Nothing happened. And then Nick has this line that, that I'll do as my favorite quotes. Um, and then we go into, I guess, a, a flash forward. A fantasy sequence. Yeah. A fantasy sequence. Fantasy, yeah. yeah. So, Old man Nick is like tottering through the living room. He's going to go answer the door. The doorbell just Which rang. Which it's only 15 years later. He's aged it's a only 15 lot years. in 15 years. Well, if your child was Joey, wouldn't you? Yeah, That's okay. true. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, fair enough. So he opens the door. Scott is on the other side. Scott. <laughs> Who's now a successful director in Jeez. New York. He's a successful Broadway director in New York. It's been 15 years and, you know, he's going to shoot his shot and see if grown up Blossom still lives here, which she does because he fell in love with her 15 years ago when she was a child. (laughs) Now his wife is dead, so it's fine. Okay, but the the way she died is (laughs) a callback because we already (laughs) talked about this. Right? He says that she did a pirouette, got caught in a tornado and spun herself into the ground. And Tony read that in a in a tabloid, right? Like That's so yeah. good. So yeah. good. Yeah. It was the most random callback and I laughed so hard. It was great. It was so good. Absolutely so good. 
So the whole scene is weird and cringy. It's from Blossom's perspective, so whatever. But thank it's God just, he, it's gross. And thank mm-hmm. God at the end, he only kissed her hand. Yes. Oh, they wouldn't have done a... Well, they did have um, the boys kiss what's-her-face oh, on yeah, the, the mouth. The mom, the fake mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank God they don't do it here. But they're older too, right? Joey's not. Joey, Joey wasn't. Joey's yeah. younger than Maya Bialik. Yeah. Yeah, so thank God they that's all they do. The, sh- the show ends with her going out of that fantasy sequence and just being like, I'm sad and hugging Nick and they have mm-hmm. a little old daddy hug. Yeah. That's the ep. Kind of a weird way to end it. <laughs> it was a weird episode in general, to be fair. Yeah. Weird episode in general. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going to start with outfits of the week because that's fun. (laughs) Um, Eric, did you have one? Yes. It's Blossom's uh, fantasy sequence at the end. She had Mm. this purple outfit that looked really good on her. She had her hair done up and it was she looked this is where um, I can't remember if it's this episode or last episode where I was saying that they look really grown up. But this one, Mm -hmm. she looks super grown up with her hair done with her hair. And and her makeup is different, too. Like they, they did a really good job of making her look. Older. older i wouldn't say she looked 30 but she looked no. older yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. exactly yeah she has a big big flower just like the blossom one mm-hmm. big black one on her so you know nice outfit i like it it's good uh mel uh so i chose blossom's blue floral dress that she wears i think it's the last day of like when they're doing romeo and juliet it's this like mm-hmm. flowy blue floral dress it has an empire waist empire empire um <laughs> And yeah, it's just really cute and flowy. Yeah. Mine was really simple, but um, there's a sequence in the high school. It's about midway through the episode. And Joey has this like Canadian uniform, which is like a denim on denim situation. So he's a denim shirt. Tuxedo. Yep. Canadian tuxedo and the jeans. But over top, he has like this sport coat, which is a little weird for him. It was like a sport coat, but it was like green and black in this plaid pattern. And it just looked weirdly put together for him. And I dug it. Interesting. Yeah. So we go to our favorite quote, which is a new segment. And I almost forgot it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Did you either of you have favorite quotes? Yeah. For the week? Yeah. Mal, do you want to go? Yeah. um, So mine was a Joey quote and it was, we don't actually have a garden. It's a pinafore. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was cute. He's so dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he knew knew the word metaphor last week. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I think things only stay around for so long in Joey's head. That's true. Fair enough. He had to learn all these new poems and the yeah. lyrics to I Touch Myself. <laughs> I think that's stuck in his head forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eric? Um, I love the, the phone call with Nick doing the Mick, Nick bit. Um, it's too long to re- recite here and I will not do it mm-hmm. as much justice as he did. <laughs> but yeah, that part. But it was so dang good. Yep. So I had two options the one we talked about which was the callback to the ballerina joke which mm-hmm. is not really a quote but I, I just love that they wrote it in there the other one i had was after blossom reveals to nick that you know it was a teacher and obviously would never happen nick says this thing and i don't know if i feel it's right but i think i just like the way it was worded and he says the impossible relationships are the best ones because they always stay perfect yeah. And I don't know how I feel about it, but I think it's an interesting, like philosophical thought. It's yeah, because when like when they don't work out, you're mourning what could have been as opposed to what was right. Like you're mourning 
what yeah. could have been a perfect relationship. Yeah. And whether it's better to, you know, stay in the daydream or like, go, like that part is debatable, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. sentiment was like something I thought was interesting. So yeah. 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 We're going to give this guy some scores. I think unless you had lessons, I think the lessons are pretty obvious in this one, but do you have, Oh, my lesson was just, if you're a teacher, don't behave how Scott did. Yeah. Scott. 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 (laughs) Just like, don't go near or look too long at or be alone with a student or don't encourage that. Yeah. Don't encourage that behavior. Shut it down. Shut it down. Well, that's you're my high school teacher. (laughs) (laughs) no eric what's your score man it's out of five hot substitutes Mm. um i'm gonna give this a i'm gonna give it a three because i didn't hate it but i didn't love it i like the mick jagger storyline i thought the teacher Mm -hmm. stuff was a little weird so that's mostly what knocked it down i don't like yelling at my tv (laughs) for for weird things (laughs) Like I like yelling at TV, like what? What happened? But like being like, oh no, 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 no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I give it a three. Yeah, Mal. Yeah, I gave it a two, and those two points are for the Mick Jagger storyline. Uh, nah. Hate, hated, hated Scott, hated yeah. him. I also like the Joey part too. Well, no, I didn't. I thought it. It felt like they had five extra minutes. They're like, oh, the episode's too short. We got to fit something in there. And so they shoved in this really random nothing storyline where like nothing happened. I yeah. like the the ending bit where he said the, the song lyrics thing. That's why. Oh I, yeah, I mean, that's my, why I knocked it up. Yeah, my quote came from the Joey storyline too. But like, Joey. that doesn't mean that the storyline was any good just because yeah, there was a funny yeah, line. Fair that's fair. Mixtapes is where it's at, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gave it a three, mostly for the Mick Jagger storyline. I like the universality of the idea of being at a certain age and having a crush on a teacher or authority figure. Cause I do feel like, like I said, like everyone goes through it in one way or another. I don't like how it was ultimately handled, mm-hmm. mm. but I like that they addressed it. Sure. Yeah. So I think that is all for this week. Mm. Um, the next episode, we're going to be looking at season two, episode 16. Three o'clock and all is hell. Thank you guys for coming and talking to me. Thank you everybody out there for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Scott. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes drop every other Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, the sun is going to surely shine.